past 75 years, we have had 11 recessions. So that's an average of one about every seven years. We never truly know what direction the economy is heading, but we can figure out a little bit and kind of hedge our bets for better or worse, depending on the quality of our decision-making. Welcome, I am Camilla Jeffs, a 20-year student of money. I'm an introvert who started out broke and full of fear. Fast forward to today, where I've conquered the secrets of getting my financial house in order, become a professional investor, and built a business that supports my family. And I'm going to show you exactly how I did it. We're going to talk about getting in the game as a real investor, building a business to support you, and passing on wealth strategies to the next generation. Think of this as your one-stop shop for all things money. This is the Quiet Wealth Podcast. Well, hello, my friend, and welcome back to the Quiet Wealth Podcast. I'm excited that you're joining me today. And today, I have a scary topic we're going to talk about. So today, it's episode 72, Should I Invest During a Recession? Now, fears about recessions have been looming. You've heard it. I've heard it. You've heard it. I'm sure we've all heard it, right? For months, maybe even years, right? But we're actually not in a recession yet. Recessions are things that come and go. And the thing is, we can build it up in our minds to be a bigger thing than it actually is. So I wanted to bring a podcast to you today to really talk about, A, what is a recession? B, should we fear it? C, how do we prepare for it? And then D, what should we do? Like, should we still invest or should we wait? And so I wanted to answer those questions for you. But just remember that recessions are normal parts of the economic cycle and investing, right? Just remember, they should be expected and they can't be avoided. They just happen. You know, it just happens. And so we can choose to assign negative value or positive value to it. You just have to be aware of how to navigate it. It's just like a game, right? It's just, okay, here comes the recession game. Let's figure out how to play the recession game so we can come out on top and win it. Just like forecasting the weather, no one really knows when a recession will come. I mean, we can make educated guesses. And of course, there's so-called experts in the news we can form opinions, like if we look back in history on patterns and theories, but in the end, it's still a guess. So true to form for my business, Steady Stream Investments, let's use a water analogy. So forecasting a recession is kind of like forecasting a hurricane. So we all know that a hurricane is going to hit our coastline at some point in the future, but we don't know as how bad it would be and precisely when it will hit. Case in point, the Tampa Bay area a couple months ago was forecasted a hurricane was going to hit them and it was going to be devastating. Guess what? Hardly anything happened there, right? But during hurricane season, do we alter our lifestyle? Do we change the way we spend money or even our mood, right? Based on the fear of when the next hurricane will hit? No, we just soak up the summer sunshine and we carry on with our lives because every year it seems like forecasters predict that the worst hurricane season ever is coming. And of course, they can't make those claims with any real certainty. So some economists, they talk about the same negative sentiment about the economy every single year. 
will they be correct at some point? Probably. But over the past 75 years, we have had 11 recessions. So that's an average of one about every seven years. And, you know, just like hurricanes, some have been bad. Some have been not so bad. Some have been short and some have been long. By the way, there's been a lot more hurricanes than recessions. So in investing, it's a game of winning or losing, defined most of all by economics, because we never truly know what direction the economy is heading, but we can figure out a little bit and kind of hedge our bets for better or worse, depending on the quality of our decision making. So let's talk about recessions. What exactly is a recession? When an economic downturn hits, such like the one we could be potentially experiencing now, investments generally suffer losses, right? So the definition of a recession is two quarters in a row of declining GDP. GDP growth this year in Q1 fell short of expectations. It declined by 1.4%. So if that trend holds through through the end of Q2 and we have another quarter of GDP decline, then we will officially be in a recession. So as an investor, how should you be preparing? Let's talk about some reasons why you should continue to make real estate investments during a recession. So reason number one is that real estate continues to appreciate in value. Now, of course, there's going to be little dips here and there, but over the last 70 years, despite all those recessions, real estate values continue to go up. If you really dig into the data, you'll see that there have been instances where the values have increased even during the recession itself. But even if an economic turmoil causes a hot housing market to cool down, it's still really great news for investors because it could potentially open up opportunities, right? To purchase properties at discounts. Real estate will continue to appreciate. There'll be little blips here and there, but remember we're in real estate for the long game, the long haul. It's not a get rich quick thing. We are going to get rich slowly and successfully over time. Okay. Reason number two for making a real estate investment during a recession is that housing is a basic necessity. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, housing is right there at the bottom, right? Shelter, food, clothing, all of those things. So the best investment during recession is housing. There's always somebody who's looking for a place to live. There's always demand, no matter what happens. You might be under the impression that maybe commercial real estate is more dependable and profitable, such as office buildings or retail, things like that. But since people need a shelter over their heads, then homes and multifamily, they're not subject to the global economic conditions and they make really good investments. All right. Reason number three for investing in real estate during a recession is that real estate is more stable compared to other investments. I'm sure if you've had any money in the stock market over the last year or so, you have seen that stocks, bonds, CDs, mutual funds, whatever, they are on all sorts of roller coasters. They're up, they're down, they're all around, and you just never know. And they could just fall out within a minute. But real estate is more stable in the long run. Stocks are pretty unstable and they are easily affected by any kind of economic crisis. But on the other hand, recessions, they have minimal effects on real estate. And since real estate is a physical, tangible, you can touch it investment, 
you can put it to use even if its value does decrease temporarily. Also, real estate has a low correlation to the stock market. So that means even if stocks are experiencing a roller coaster because of a recession, that doesn't necessarily mean that real estate will experience the same thing, right? And then recessions create bargains. It doesn't automatically mean that there's a drop in home values, but it could open up doors to potentially pick up stuff at a discount. If you remember the recession of 08, the Great Recession, right? Home values dropped. And what happened? If you bought a home in 2010, I'm pretty sure it's worth more than double what you bought it for in 10 years' time. And that's pretty incredible, right? It, it's pretty incredible how real estate bounces back and those bargains are created by recession. So it's actually an exciting time to invest during a recession. But what are the pros and cons? Let's talk about the pros and cons. So the pros is that foreclosures often increase, right? Giving you an opportunity to purchase at a lower price. There could also be room for negotiation because sellers tend to be more motivated to sell, especially if their property's been on the market a long time. There are fewer buyers during recession, which means less competition. I always love that. But you still need to present a compelling offer and be able to close fast, which always gives you an edge. And then one of the biggest advantages is that when you buy at a lower price, it sets you up for future profits. All right, but what about the cons? So, you know, depending on how you generate income, taking on additional debt to invest in real estate could have higher risk during a recession. So you have to weigh all your factors carefully. And it's often harder to get a loan from a lender during a recession because of tighter lending rules. Right now, lenders are just kind of tightening their books. They're just not being as generous as they were before to give money out. But there's always alternate sources of funding. And you can use hard money lenders, private money. There's lots of different sources of funding. You don't have to use just conventional lenders. And then also another con is that although there are fewer individual buyers, other savvy investors are kind of taking the same approach as you are. So there's could be more competition, right? It could be less competition because now you've got the retail buyers out of the way, but all the investors kind of come alive. So you'll be competing against other investors, but that's okay because it's a good time to invest. And one of the biggest challenges is that you're trying to figure out is our value is going to go down further. So you want to stay liquid. You want to have more cash on hand and just in case. And that real estate is not as liquid as stocks. So you'll have to be kind of tied down longer than other investments. So I've got two suggestions for you. If you are looking to invest in real estate during a recession, there's two things that are really important. So number one is the location. It's the old adage, location, location, location. It's so important when you're looking at real estate. You want to make sure you have the full lay of land. The goal is to buy the location, not the house. You can change the house, but you cannot change the location. So you really need to watch for areas that have very stable employment and job growth potential because the job market can really mess up your rental income. So if you're in a place where all of a sudden factories are starting to shut down, your tenants may be unable to pay their rent and have to relocate to another area if they've been laid off and they have trouble finding a new job. So consider lifestyle too. 
For example, areas closer to downtown are more desirable for renters. But, you know, of course, when an economic crisis comes around, like COVID in 2020, we saw a really big shift towards suburbs and rural areas because there's remote work and a desire for more space. So what do you think will happen with the next recession? Like what's going to happen? So be sure to track the trends. Like are people looking for urban dwellings or suburban or rural or farm? Like what are they looking for? So remember the location is key. The second thing you want to think about is cash flow. Keep cash flow top of mind. I always say I, I love to invest for cash flow and appreciation is a cherry on top. So suppose you're looking at buying your own rental property during an economic crisis. Make sure the property will have excellent cash flow and that there's cash coming in after all of your expenses and your mortgage payment. It gets a little trickier when, of course, when the mortgage payments are higher than they used to be, but deals will still pencil, right? And rental properties really help minimize the risk of even a recession. Another thing you can do is look at investing in a group investment. And so you join a group investment, which tend to be more stable and healthy. And so you invest in those ones and make sure, again, it's in a good location and with a really good team that knows how to manage and has been through recessions in the past. So they know how to navigate any future recession that may happen. I mean, the thing is, future recessions are going to happen. So we happen to be on the brink of one, maybe right now. If it doesn't happen now, it will happen in the future. And it's just something to know. It's just an economic cycle. It comes and it goes. So here's some interesting things about recessions. There's no such thing as a recession-proof industry or investment. But there are some industries that do better than others. And I found this kind of amusing. So of course, bankruptcy attorneys, they do really well during recessions because not a lot of people file for bankruptcy during an economic boom, right? But they for sure do during the downturn. This one just cracked me up. The sweets industry. Did you know that the consumption of candy increased dramatically during the Great Recession that was between 2007 to 2009? Cadbury, which has delicious chocolate, by the way, increased their profits by 30% in that time period. And Nestle reported a profit increase of nearly 11%. And also here's a fun fact. Tootsie Pops, Mars Bars, and Snickers were all invented during the Great Depression. So long ago in the Great Depression, that's when those candies were invented because people needed a little bit of sweets in their life if they were feeling bad about losing their job. Another thing that happens that's actually a positive during in a recession is that efficiency increases. So companies that have been, you know, going along, doing the same old, same old, right? They're going to find in an economic downturn that's going to be really difficult to stay afloat when their sales flag. So it reminds these economic declines remind companies that they've got to be more efficient, right? They've got to get rid of excess inventory. They've got to cut overhead. They've got to streamline their processes, though, in a way that saves on cost, but still meets the needs of their customers. So a lot of innovation comes during economic hardship. It's really cool to watch. Another positive is that it balances everyday costs. So High employment could lead companies to raise their prices and high unemployment leads them to cut prices in order to really move their inventory. 
So people on fixed incomes who keep most of their money in cash can benefit from the new lower prices. Imagine what would happen if the economy never slowed. Unchecked growth just leads to high wages, which sounds great until you realize that those high wages can cause high inflation, which is what is happening right now. And that pushes up the costs of everyday food and goods and gas and clothing and all of those things, right? So the more these goods cost, the less certain consumers can keep pace. Recession brings the entire process to a crawl long enough to reset prices to a more manageable level. If you're really upset about the cost of milk right now, then you should be happy if we have a recession because the cost of milk should come back down a little bit. It will never go back down to what it was before. Like the inflation that we've experienced, is too, it's too hard to go negative, but it should come down a little bit. And then also another good thing about recessions is that it changes our mindset because nearly all of us are impacted by a recession in some way. And then we get reminded of how important it is to live below our means or at the very least within our means because it helps you to remember you need to save for a rainy day. You need to keep your emergency funds ready and you need to reevaluate how you manage your money because it's true that people save more during recessions. But if you have your money invested, you know, the main thing is not to stop investing, but to make sure you invest for the long term because every storm has its silver lining. The hurricanes that are going to come, the recessions that are going to come will have a silver lining. I always think about in my childhood, we'd go up to Yellowstone National Park. And when I was young, Yellowstone National Park experienced a devastating fire. It burned nearly half the park. Everyone was worried that the park would not come back. But you know the interesting thing about forest fires is that they're actually very useful. They're devastating in the moment, but in order for new trees to grow, the old ones have to be cut down or taken out with the fire. So now the old, the dead is gone. The new can develop. And the same thing will happen with any recession that we go through, right? We'll get rid of the old stuff and we'll bring new efficient stuff to life and we'll have opportunities. So my friend, should you invest during a recession? Absolutely. 100% you should invest during a recession. You should have investing as part of your strategy always. And recessions can actually offer some pretty awesome opportunities. If you're interested more in learning about group investing, please reach out. You can go to my website, steadystreaminvestments.com, where I have a free course called Passive Investing Made Easy, and it explains how to get involved in a group investment so that you can keep your time, but still get your money working hard for you. Thanks so much. That's what I have for you today. Please remember to share this episode with a friend. We need to share the education to share the wealth. Thanks so much. Bye for now. Thanks so much for joining me on the Quiet Wealth Podcast. If you want more, head on over to camillajeffs.com forward slash podcast to get the show notes and dive into other episodes. While you're there, be sure to grab the free guide to building wealth. And if you know a friend who is struggling with money, please send this episode to them. Let's share the wealth in as many ways as we can. Until next time, much success.